Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Welcome to Faith at Eight. We are back. It is a new year and we are so excited. Yes, we are so excited to get a new study going in a new year, new opportunities. Um, so many people want to start a year fresh, and I am so excited! Excited, I'm excited and also excited. That's like um, leveled be, up, excited, right? It's like next level excited. Um, to start with more than anything, which is our study on idolatry, because I think um, I don't know about your opinion here, Jill, Jill, Jen, and Jill. I don't know who Jen is, but maybe she's joining hey. us too. Hi, we haven't done a podcast in weeks, and apparently I forgot to speak how to speak English properly. We're doing good. But I'm really excited because I find that many times, you know, everyone New Year, New Year's resolutions, Mm -hmm. but a lot of those resolutions aren't focused on God or a relationship with God. They're focused on a lot of things that do fall under idolatry. So I love that we're starting the year this, this way where we can put our eyes back on God and also reveal, have him reveal to us the things that may be um, clouding our judgment or maybe in the way of him. And we don't even realize it. Like, I don't think anyone wakes up and goes, you know, I think today I need to find an idol that is not God. Like no one does that, (laughs) but there's so many things that slip in and we don't even realize that we're focusing on them over God. Going through this study, just initially, like just flipping through it, I had such a gut check moment of, oh my goodness. I didn't even realize that I was focusing on things that I shouldn't have been. Like, as we're going through this, I am so excited for people to have those aha moments of like, maybe this is why my connection with God hasn't been what I have desired it to be. And I know that so many new year, new, new goals, new everything. I'm going to read the Bible every day, blah, blah, blah. Well, then as I'm going through the idolatry set, I'm going, I understand why last year there were some commitments I didn't make because some things got in the way, but I didn't understand it. And I'm so excited for us to walk through this, to have an understanding of what idolatry truly is, but also how we can have that control to connect back with God and say, I see what this is. And I get to choose differently. I get to seek God. Yeah. And I'm going to go get my, my teapot. That's now whistling. I am so excited that you have a teapot that is whistling. Um, it's something that we yeah. have gratitude for, <laughs> but going so on about this, this <laughs> idolatry study is I think as we move through it, that everybody really needs to pay close attention to what is going to get uncomfortable because as we are speaking, we have to remember that like, we're not the ones making this stuff up. This is truly the words of the Bible that we are understanding in the way that we can then apply it to our lives. And I think that there is going to be some triggering in people. There are going to be some moments of this is really uncomfortable because we've lived so long with this being okay. We've lived so long with these idols in our life being acceptable or other people telling us that that's how we think or how we should feel or how we should think. And now's the time we get to stand up and say, wait a minute, I have a new understanding of what this is. And I, I have the opportunity to choose differently. I think it's also part of it is, is things are accepting because what we do is we read, we go, I'm going to read the Bible in a year. We read Exodus and we're like, oh, I would never make a golden calf idol 
Like that's silly. Why would they ever mm-hmm. do that? And so then, um, because that's the first, like, one of the many, one of the first idols that we see, we assume that's what an idol looks like. Like an, and we, or like, oh, idol is having a Buddha in your house or idol is this. And we don't even realize that. No, no, idol can be a lot of different things. Um, and I really, really, I think that's why I was so drawn to this study because it really, I, Hey, uh, my name's Shanna and I'm it, I'm guilty. I really thought like, Oh, an idol is like a physical object. Yeah. I, I never, um, I don't want to say never, but in the beginning of my, my walk with God, I saw, as long as I didn't have it's like some, you know, a, a religious object from a different religion in my home, I was good. I didn't have idols. And uh, when I slowly realized, like, oh, no, there's all sorts of other things because um, we misplace our worship and we start worshiping worldly things that, like you said, not only do we, does society not tell us about idols, they tell us it's good things to worship. Yes. It's good characteristics to have. It's it's the way we're supposed to be. So it even goes beyond of just, um, we don't, we don't recognize them. We're actually mm-hmm. told that they are things that we should be going after and things that um, we should feel good about. And if that doesn't just make you understand the world versus the word in a different light, like step back and realize like, oh my goodness, maybe I really do have to look at everything through a little bit of a different lens to understand because when it has become the normal, that's when it's really scary because you no longer understand that it is an idol. So. Um, yeah, I appreciate this study so much just from even the the very beginning. You know, one of the first sentences is God crafted us with hearts to worship him alone. Him alone. We were made to worship him. Like how many times have we sat back and just understood the beauty of that type of creation? Absolutely. I love that they used um, Romans 125 because mm-hmm. I remember many, remember many years ago, this is even a different church we went to. They did a study and this first was read and I kind of like had a moment of like, wait, what? And it's, um, this is the Christian standard, standard Bible version, but they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served what has been created instead of the creator who is praised forever. Amen. And when I started thinking that there are so many things that he created that I put in front of him, um, my children, my spouse, like so many things. And it seemed like it was because I was doing the right thing. And my church, um, like there are a lot of things that we can put before God. And um, because again, it wasn't a golden calf. I thought I was doing the right thing. And I didn't even recognize it as idolatry at all. I didn't even see it as what it was. I thought I was believing the lie that, oh, I was doing these things because I'm a good person. I'm a good Christian. And that's what good Christians do. Not recognizing that, no, I wasn't because I wasn't going to the creator. I was worshiping the creation. And um, I think it's what led me down the path. If anyone hasn't heard my story, I kind of had a, emotional breakdown at church one day. We're not at that church anymore. Um, But a big part of it was because I was worshiping the creation, not the Mm -hmm. creator. 
Yeah. And I think they sum it up. We are tempted to believe that God is not enough and that we need something more. And in that sentence, it's, you know, where am I seeking more? Where are we seeking fulfillment of something when the reality is we should just be seeking God? Because that's where that true fulfillment is. And then going on to understand that idolatry begins in the heart, you know, that we mm-hmm. may, we may see that as that outward, but understanding that it's very clear that it really begins in our hearts. So can we examine where those feelings of needing to seek something else out really are coming from? Yeah. And in most of what we're seeking, it is the, and, and we're seeking the approval of others Yeah, because we want to be seen in a certain way. And most people are like, Oh, I don't care what other people think of me. No, there's someone in your life that you very much care what they think. And, mm-hmm. and even with simple things. So over Christmas, I um, bought a pair of sneakers and I came home and I thought they were the cutest sneakers. And like, I walk in and my husband's like, they're ugly. And I'm like, my sneakers ugly. I love these sneakers. And then I, so I'm like, he's wrong. I'm right. So I go to my family because I'm at my parents' house and I go, guys, what do you think my sneakers? And my dad goes, they are the ugliest sneakers I've ever heard. And now all of a sudden I'm like trying to convince them that they should like, who cares if they like the sneakers? I like the sneakers to go on my feet. They're not going on their feet. And that seems like maybe seem like a silly example, but that is a silly example. So what about the big things that we are in 2022. We just went through 2020 and 2021, the year of we cared what everyone thought. We actually judged people based off of if they agreed with us on all these different things. Who, why does God, does the things that you believe, is your worldview a Christian worldview? Does the Bible agree with your worldview? Does your worldview agree with the Bible? That's what we need to go back to. Um, and, and I, That's not judgment on anyone because someone whose love language is words of affirmation, I want people to tell me how great I am and I want Mm -hmm. them to be approved of my choices um, because I want to hear those words of affirmation. Um, But I don't need to seek out man to hear them. I need to hear the, read the word and hear how much God loves me. He loves me so much. He sent his one and only son to die for me. Not because I deserved it, because I didn't deserve it. Not to condemn me, but to save me. But I, as a words of act, get so caught up in, I want my husband to tell me how great of a wife I am. I want my kids to tell me I'm a good mom. I want my mom to think I'm a good daughter. I want my pastors to think I'm a, a good member of the congregation. I want my friends to think I'm a good friend. And we get so tied up in this. And so the world tells us, oh, we don't care. You don't care what people think at the same time telling us, but you, you do want these titles, right? You do want these people to Mm -hmm. think you did a good job. And it's this constant lie and cross messaging that we receive from the world. And I actually recently had a conversation with somebody and somebody had told this person how great they were and that they did a really good job and they were really inspired by them, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, oh, that's amazing. Like, yes, you are a great person, but you understand that you are that without being told that from somebody else. And they Uh said, but it always feels good to hear that from somebody. And in recognition, it's, yeah, but do you believe that because you're a child of God and you're going to the Bible and getting that from them? Or are you only seeking those words from other people? And I get caught up in this. I mean, I get caught up in this because it's also easier to hear it from somebody else in that quick moment and get that quick, like, Hey, but they love me, but this is, you know, this is what I need to hear versus going to the word and really reading the word and understanding I am loved through the word of God. 
And because God loves us so much, his truth is, or his word is wrapped and his love is wrapped in grace and truth. And so a lot of times we don't, um, you know, John 12, 43, it says, um, for they loved human praise more than praise from God. Why? Because the things that God praises us for is not the things that the world praises us for. And the things that the world praises us for are so much easier to achieve. God praises us when we are obedience, obedience. Mm -hmm. And what God asks us to do is not easy. It's not. I, I also think a big part of it is to, to follow God and receive the praise of God and receive the, the recognition of God. It is a long time of doing the right thing to, to receive it, not even in this life, but in our next life, in our eternal life of God. There is no such thing as immediate gratification when it comes to God. And mm-hmm. we thrive on immediate gratification and we can get that from this world. We can get that from man, like any little thing, like you let someone in front of you, ahead of you in traffic, they say, thank you. And you oh, look at me. Look, listen to me. Oh my gosh. Like it's even <laughs> simple things like that, that we get so excited yes. about someone, someone praises our, Oh, wow. You're stuck. Oh my gosh. Like, it's a like it is the littlest things and we get constantly instant gratification and it's tough guys, mm-hmm. it is, I'm not going to say it is sometimes a struggle when you realize, you know, God didn't promise us comfort in this life. So, so we are not, when we are being walking in obedience with God, it is not an immediate gratification um, situation. It, it, you know, I've been a Christian for, I, I, I talk all the time. I have no clue a long time, um, over a decade. Can, can I tell you, there are still things that I struggle with in obedience. So I still haven't received um, the peace that I will get from that once I finally conquer that. Like it is, it is a small habits. It is a crock pot, not a microwave type of process. And we love the microwave. We love the instant yeah. pot. We love the how quick can I get this? And um, I, I get why people struggle with that. Yeah. And we like the way that that feels like we're wired to feel good. And if you're so used to quickness and that feels good, that's where you're always going to go to because it's easy. You know what to expect versus that obedience and that understanding that that true fulfillment comes from seeking God. And I love how this really touched on when we go into the the next day, the approval of man. And I know we were talking about before, this one might like resonate with some people in a way that may be uncomfortable, but people pleasing is idolatry. Yes. Yes. And I, I think (laughs) we're just going to let that sit and kind of see, does that make you feel uncomfortable? Because if it does. And we wear it like about, Oh, I'm a, I, it's interesting because when you talk to someone that's a people pleaser, I don't, I, I, I've never been told I'm a people pleaser. Um, cause I tend tend to make people (laughs) mad. Um, but (laughs) I am not someone with an abundance of friends um, because people are like, oh, she like tells way too much truth. That makes me uncomfortable. That's okay. Mm-hmm. We, it's fine. I still love mm-hmm. you. Um, but but it's interesting because when you meet a people pleaser, they they say that with honor and also shame at the same time. Yes. Oh, I'm a people, I'm just a people pleaser. You know, I just want to, or I'm a people pleaser. Like I, I just want to make others happy. And um, it, it's, that's what should show you that it, it is not from God. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, we're, we're not meant to please others 
And when we are so focused on pleasing others, it does impact our behavior. It does make it so that you are so scared to make people uncomfortable. You will not love them enough to tell them the truth. And I think people will hide behind people pleaser. Oh, I'm just Mm -hmm. a people pleaser. So this is what I do. And yet they're not understanding that they're setting themselves up to feel, to never feel that full satisfaction of understanding what it's like to have that approval from God. And I like how they explain though the desire for approval itself is not sin. It is who we long to receive it from that leads us into sin. It is when we search for the praise that comes from man and not the praise that comes from God. And I've fallen victim to this. I have changed some of my behaviors or the way that I I said things because I didn't want to offend somebody because I'm trying to please the audience that I'm around. And was that fulfilling? No, I kept feeling an emptiness. I 100% know that that emptiness that I had been feeling while I was trying to make everybody feel better was because God was trying to say, no, like come into me, like seek me because you need to stop trying to please other people. And you need to look at the word and see what it truly means to be obedient and to follow what I have for you so that I can praise you. That was hard. Yeah. And again, it is a heart issue. It is a heart yes. issue, friends. Colossians 3, 23 and 24, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people, knowing that you will receive the reward of an inheritance from the Lord. You serve the Lord Christ. If you are seeking others' approval, it is a heart issue. It is your heart posture. Um, And and I I love that. I think we're going to go over that a lot over over the next uh, four weeks, I think we're going to be doing this. Um, Because... There's so much in the Bible talks about, you know, what comes out of your mouth is from your heart and um, so much about mm-hmm. your heart and a heart is part of our soul. And it is something that can be very deceptive. It also can really um, be something that honors the honors the Lord. And so it's really just a wonderful blessing to spend the next um, four weeks or so. I think it's end up being around eight episodes um, repositioning our heart to God, returning yeah. our hearts back to God. Um, in 2022 and, and let us be 2022 be the year that we obey and we abide in God. And we, um, are just obedient to him in a way that honors him, that makes him front and center in our lives. And I'm excited to look at this study from a lens of where can I do better? I'm excited to look at this and I want to see, I mean, I, in my prayers, it is where do I lack so that you can show me where I can do better and how can I then show others through my testimony, right? I am not looking back and having shame or guilt about how I got here. I'm saying, show me where I have screwed up so that I can do better that's in alignment with you. And I think it's powerful to go through the study, not to justify what you have done, but to look and say, I didn't know this before. And now that I do, what am I going to decide? Yeah, absolutely. Think how dramatically different your year could be um, compared to years past when you do, when God does convict and reveal and convict you to make some changes of things that might be holding you back from your relationship with him. So I just think that I get excited by that. I get excited by the fact that I know that there's changes that I have to make, but that some of them I'm not aware of. And this is where Mm -hmm. it starts. Yeah. New thing. So good. Very good. Let me pray us out guys. 
Um, so Father God, as we begin this study and we begin a new year, Lord, we are just in all of you, our faithful creator. Um, please forgive us for forgetting that you are the creator of all things and that you are the creator of all things and that we should focus on you and not the creation. Lord, we were made to worship you, but oftentimes we forget that you are who you are and that you made all things and that you made us to worship you and that we start worshiping what you've made. And we get so lost in that, that um, we, we take our eyes off you, Lord, but somehow you still give us grace, Lord. I am so humbled that even though I have gotten it wrong many times and you will reveal to me um, how many more times I got it wrong, that you still give us grace, Lord. Father God, we ask that you search our hearts and that you reveal to us what we are placing higher than you in our lives, what we are placing in front of you in our lives, and that you help us break those strongholds and that you help us move those things out of your place and put you rightfully on the top on the throne. Lord, we turn our eyes and our hearts to you and you alone and turn it away from all of the idols that the the world tells us that we need. And we are so excited for 2022. And we are so excited to spend time over the next four weeks in your presence as we put you at the head of the throne. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. And we are so grateful that you are part of this journey to make heaven crowded. Bye, friends. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.